That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you. Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 398. Today I wanted to talk about getting our kids to cooperate or comply. A lot of times parents want to know how to get their child to listen, how to get them to be compliant. And I really think that I'm beginning to see parenting almost as a sales job. Hear me out on this. When we, we can certainly try to force our children to comply or force our children to do as we say, and that might work in the short term. It might even work in the long term, but it doesn't really do anything to develop or deepen the connection between us and our child. And it doesn't really do anything to establish open communication with our child, and it doesn't really do anything to help our child to think on their own as they get older. Rather, what we can do is negotiate with our child. So when I say this, sometimes parents might roll their eyes at me as if they feel that because I said the word negotiate, with your child or the phrase negotiate with your child, everything, they think that everything is suddenly going to be a negotiation and parents lose all say and all control over the, the household. And that's not what I mean at all. What I mean is trying to, uh, is trying to get, trying to find the win-win solution for both you and your child. Working with your child to come up with something that you both can live with. Now, there are some firm boundaries that will that you will likely put down. No, maybe no smoking, no drinking, no hitting your siblings, you know, whatever, stuff like that. 
But in terms of other more negotiable things, there's going to require some compromise. It can't always, it's not going to work if it's always your way. And it's certainly not going to work if it's always the child's way. The child does need some boundaries, limits, and structure. But if you never take their point of view into consideration, they're not going to appreciate that all that much. And they might be less uh, inspired to comply. However, if you come up with a solution that's a win-win for both of you in a situation, and they've helped to come up with that solution, they're going to be much more bought in to making the solution work because they had a part in creating the solution. I love the example that Nir Eyal gives in his book. I talked with Nir back on episode 396. If you didn't check that episode out, I highly encourage you. And also to check out his book, Indistractable, because it's a terrific book. In that book, he talks about how he got his daughter's input from a young age, I think five or six, into how much screen time would be reasonable for her. He was noticing, he and his wife were noticing that if they gave her uh, unlimited screen time, she would watch too much of it and then her behavior would worsen and her obsession with the iPad would increase. So rather than being flustered and frustrated and saying, that's it, you're limited to X amount of minutes per day, no iPad until the weekend, you know, whatever kinds of things we parents tend to throw out at our kids when we're triggered. Instead, he and his wife sat down and they talked about the screen time and how it makes her feel. They asked her how it makes her feel when she's been on the iPad for too long. And she noticed that she, even at such a young age, that she didn't feel that good. And she was able to somewhat articulate what that meant for her. And so he asked her, what amount of screen time do you think would be healthy for you, would be a good amount that's not too much? And at that time, she was interested in a cartoon. And so she quickly did the math and figured out that 45 minutes was equivalent to about two episodes. So she thought she was asking for the sun and the moon and she asked for 45 minutes. He was expecting her to ask for five hours or something. And when she said 45 minutes, he said, yes, we can definitely try that. Let's try that. And and then you check in and see how you feel. See if that feels like enough or too much and we'll just see how it goes. And so she, and then he said, how do you think you will comply with the 45 minutes? And she suggested that she would set a timer. And so on her own, because she developed, she had input into the solution to the problem. She set the timer and she took, turned it off and handed it back to her parents when the time was up. That was when she was about five or six And now, several years later, she's still doing the same thing. Now, I believe that the times and the limits have increased based on her age, but she still limits herself without her parents having to be the screen police. 
And I think this is a wonderful example of how we can, it, when we negotiate with our child to come up with a solution to a problem or a uh, disagreement or a difference that we're having, the child is much more willing, much more bought in to seeing the solution through so that they don't have to have their solution that they compromised on get ruined or get limited further. So this is something I wanted to share with you that I've been thinking about recently and give you some time to uh, think about how you might apply this idea in your own home. When you give your child a voice in coming up with solutions to problems, you're teaching them so many life skills. You're teaching them how to advocate for themselves. You're teaching them the fine art of negotiating. You're teaching them how to compromise. You're teaching them how to work together with another human being. All of these are critical skills that your child will need in life. So I encourage you to think of, to look at your family home situation and see where you can begin bringing in negotiation and compromise in order to make a situation better. And then if you come up with any good ones, please share them with me and maybe I'll share your story on a future podcast. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope you make it a very pleasant day. <laughs>